0: No, Chris, I'm not going to acknowledge you during the opening (laughs) sequence. I'm trying to focus on all these ideas I can't write down. (laughs) My name's Sean. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And today, we are finally discussing, for us again, Book 4 of Legend of Korra. It's Book 4, Balance, Chapter 11, Kuvira's Gambit. We covered this like two months ago, and I've messed it up and wait like, Chris are you being serious right now or not? I can't tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh sorry. People who's just listening, I was I was pretending like I was talking to make it seem like I was on mute. That's uh Sean wants to mute me, silence me, but he can't.
0: Well, okay. I was gonna do it Boy, until you, you said "silence me," and then it got like way more like sociopolitical. So now I can't do it, <laughs> but I was <laughs> yeah. I was functionally gonna mute you. <laughs> that's it. Nothing, nothing more to read into that. My name is Sean Taylor. That's Chris Ford. Uh, thanks for listening to Avatar, the last podcasters, and uh, we will probably not recreate our feelings accurately. But wrong story. Long story short, first time we recorded this, I messed it up. And then we've been like really dragging things out ever since then. So we're talking about Kuvira's game, but Chris, before we jump in to Cuvier's our recording,
1: Gambit, this season has been weirdly worse than, we... than, 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 than like than like we we've done this podcast now for probably four years. So I, yeah, I think this we're is probably our, man, we've done at least hundred episodes. Like, for some for some reason, the last like within the last five or six recordings, there's been. Some type of issue or or postpone things or something. Well, and let's not make
0: any mistake. This is like all Sean caused issues and errors and such. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit it. (laughs) I try to apologize when I do stuff wrong and I really try not to do stuff wrong, but mostly operator error on Sean's end. Uh, But it's been a weird, a weird slate. Busy summer too. Definitely a busy summer. I'll give you that. Um but hey, before we jump into the actual episode, Chris, uh, how you doing? What videos you got coming up on the horizon?
1: Shoot, videos. I thought it's not cross. I thought it's legit, legitimately not crossed my mind. And month or so about even creating a new video. Uh, so no new videos on the horizon. Uh, see, this week has sucked for various reasons. Um, uh, whatever. But. Uh, da, 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 da. But I am so excited to talk about Avatar.
0: I am uh, sorry this week has sucked for various reasons. Uh, I will have a video coming out if you're interested in Switch games. I'm going to make a video about Switch games. Should be out by now ish. And I say that knowing we record into the future a little bit. So I'm not done yet. But if I say it now and to avoid making myself a liar, then I have to motivate myself to go finish it. So I'll put out a Switch games video very soon. Uh, if you like. Switch games, you should watch it, please, and tell me if it sucks or if it doesn't suck. Chris, let's talk about Kuvira's Gambit. Whatever Kuvira's we- Gambit we can remember.
1: The episode that I watched probably a month ago. At reviewed. least.
0: At least. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: know, anyway, Kuvira yeah. is on the precipice of taking over the whole entire Earth Kingdom, and she wants to take over public city. And this is when she was becoming like, well, she taking over Zafu she already became, like, unreasonable. Because right, her her whole original reasoning was like, oh, everything's out of control, there's bandits running around, like, we need to take charge and stuff. So she brought order to every single colony that she had to, and now she's, she was like, well, I need Zafu, she took that over, even though she didn't need to. Now she's like, I need Republic City. Like,
0: Zafu that was is kind aim. of like
1: Wakanda. Like... Yeah.
0: I, I get so, it. Like, she,
1: she really... I feel like she really wanted the resources more than anything. Yeah. And just like like that was like to me Zafu even more so than Republic City almost. Cuz Zafu seems like a utopia. Republic City just seems like yeah, you built this great monument but like but there's shady stuff on the in, on the inside. <laughs> like like our our leaders are terrible. We got a bunch of gangs going around. Like, like they probably claim to be the best city in the world. You know, the same way that America claims to be the best country in the world. But like, you look deep underneath, and like, uh, I don't know why you made that claim. Republic
0: but, City <laughs> is uh, the United States of America, and Zaufu is like one of those really happy, like, north yeah. northern European <laughs> Sweden yeah, or
1: whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes, I'm, and and I am guilty. Sorry, I'm about to get on some political soapbox, sort of. <laughs> uh, but like I remember having a conversation with Mo, uh who's from who's from uh this was Tribune, probably like but two I don't remember which ago. island. He's from Grenada. Um but we're we're talking about there's that clip from the newsroom where I forgot his name, who's in Dumb and Dumber Dumber actor. He was like, You guys say America's number one, but we're like, we ranked this in education, we ranked this in this, we ranked number one in incarceration per capita. Like, what the heck are we great at? <laughs> that we claim to be so great at. And Mo was telling me that he was like, yeah, Chris, I watched the clip, like, like, why is America, like, the best country in the world? And I'm like, I was still, I still held on to the, and this was, like, in 2011 or something. Maybe 2012. 12. I feel like I've come such a long way since then. Um, lots of stuff has changed since then. But even at that point, I was like, oh, because, you know, we're, we're what people tried to be, you know, and stuff. And I, I think I still held on to this notion that we were the best country in the world. But that's still, I started to thought, of like, why would I think that? Like, I haven't been to other countries. Like, we do have a very large, um, uh, you know, imprisonment rate. We are probably, we probably have the most, I think, I'm pretty sure we have the highest imprisonment in the world, uh, definitely per capita. Uh, when, you know, we claim things of freedom. One thing I've always, been hypocritical of our claims of freedom because in our claims of democracy because we we don't we have like one of the least truest forms of democracy to call it a democracy like we vote for people to do things i uh, we, we it's 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 not a true true democracy it's not the truest democracy it's a democracy without a doubt but it could be more democratic definitely <laughs>
0: um <laughs> be a little more rep- a little less representative <laughs> and a little more real
1: like like we let nine people decide everything when it comes to like hey should we oppose this look the nine people decide on it like and you think about those how those nine people were selected like four of them actually i think more than half of them were selected based off of a president that didn't get the popular vote in their election <laughs> so it's, it's like right, whatever um I don't know how I got on this soapbox. Sorry. No, listen. Anyway, it's a good
0: place not. to get. It's a good place to get off these soapboxes, Chris. I will tell you my my answer to that question when it comes up, or that thought process that those thought process is that uh, okay. You know what? America's probably not number one in the world, and it's the perception <laughs> that like, we all like. The, do you remember the Daniel Tosh joke? Yeah,
1: he, yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I think of that every time. I was like. It's really the fact that people like the flag waving of like America's the number one country in the world. It really doesn't feel like we are. But it's like if you just lowered your standards and were like America's <laughs> top ten, and everybody else would be like, "That's fair." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be like Okay. Top I'm yeah, cool with top ten. I, I mean, it's not uh, that we know <laughs> that. It's not that I know that we're top ten. I've been a lot of countries, but you know, it 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 feels like a you know. Now, hey,
1: I will say this: some countries are god awful.
0: Some countries like, are listen. Some countries are real, real bad, and I can't.
1: Countries in... okay, this sounds like one thing. Countries I've I've been to that just like
0: uh, that's a bad place right there. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) like Ecuador is not necessarily that great in certain spots. Uh, El Salvador is like,
0: and I bring up messed up. Nicaragua's got high high crime rates and uh, freshwater sharks. So you know you might be
1: wondering why we're bringing up these specific countries. It's because we, because
0: oh we yeah, did a lot me of business. and Chris are not <laughs> racist against Latin Americans. We actually, it's quite the opposite. No. <laughs> we uh, we worked uh, in the Latin American department at Payless Shoe Source, and Latin America is very successful. And uh, we had a select number of countries that we dealt with, and so in the Caribbean. And in Latin America, and we are more familiar America, with those yeah, countries than we are any other countries outside of yeah. North America. Oh, uh, and like, yeah,
1: sure. You know, of course, you know North Korea
0: is like the worst of the worst, it's, and then you know
1: Russia is like, why do I want to live over there? Like,
0: no kidding. Uh, it's it's too far of a tangent, but we're already down this rabbit hole, and I kind of like this. This is a weird deal, but like, uh, in in the itty bitty town that I came from, uh, like twenty, there's literally twenty people that live in this town, and there's a bar. Uh, not so long away, not so far away from there, like twenty minutes or so. There are uh some farmers that are essentially laborers from South Africa, and I don't remember how it works, but they're here either six months at a time or nine months at a time, and they only go back like once, like for Christmas or something like that. But their stories about South Africa are are so terrifying, and they're from like the the quote unquote the The good good part. part. The good part yeah. of South Africa that's like like uh, industrialized, I guess, is maybe the nice. They're from the good part. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't get better as you go north. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's why they're happy to stay here uh, and just yeah, work and send my back. So long story short, it's yeah. funny that in a place like St. Leo that is the most sheltered place in the most center of America that you could possibly mm-hmm. dig up. And yet there's these two guys in South Africa Is like, you know what? Could be worse.
1: <laughs> it, it, the thing is, it's like, hey, you know what? I, I do, I love I love this country. I love it more than uh, it's loved me, uh, without a doubt. Uh, I think the Founding Fathers had a few great, really great ideas. I wouldn't hold everything <laughs> they said uh, to such high regard because uh, they had certain ideas that uh wouldn't, Paint me as a black person the best light, or you know, have the population of women uh, or poor people. Uh, well, they're really cool. like, hey, rich. World. <laughs> uh, that means I, you know, I love the ideas of this country without a doubt, and I hold them to to such high regard. And I wish we uh, truly enacted them and and lived by a lot of them, uh, and hope that one day our country will strive and, and become, uh, you know, the that live up to that idea no matter how, um, I guess, hypocritical its implementation was.
0: And the fact that you're you're still here because you care about those ideals, otherwise we'd be researching much harder what the top country is. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, if I had to... I mean, Canada doesn't seem that bad.
0: Uh, I we crap on Canada all the time, but
1: like... I don't (laughs) even crap on
0: Canada. I just know I wouldn't survive because it was cool. So even if it Mm -hmm. really is number Mm -hmm. one, I'd still be like... "Mm -hmm." But I'd rather be unhappy but warm. (laughs) That being said, I stand by my statement. I'll just be like, I'm just gonna pull the Daniotash. Like America is like we're top ten, and I'm just gonna stick with that statement. And the thing is, like,
1: even if we were number one, even if we were like the best country,
0: you still get you want to get better. You can still get better. Yeah, you can still be better. Especially when there's Uh, this many people in your massive number one country, you are still like all right. Problems to anyway. solve. What the problems can we solve today? <laughs> Number one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Different subject matter. <altogether>. Uh, <laughs> that was weirdly patriotic segment. I loved it. Uh, we... Yeah. Start, I start.
1: Yeah. Started off kind uh, of cramping on it, but I always okay. I always but it's hyper.
0: It is hyper parallel <laughs> to the subject matter uh, that's occurring in this episode A and B. It's one of the things that we like about Cora. And we're always talking about like Cora feels like more real, and it's these big real subjects. That's how easy it is to compare <laughs> what we feel in Cora to relatable feelings and things in real life. Cora, that's why we love you. Yeah. It's probably why lots of people maybe don't love you. But I get it. <laughs> sure. mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I don't remember All where right, we were. So, uh,
1: Kuvira, you uh, uh, is back. And she tells them that Kuvira um, plans on attacking in like three weeks. Um, da, da, da. <clears throat> there was... Uh, they do have a meeting without... What is it? They have a meeting... Oh no, I don't want to fast forward. Okay, anyway. Korra decides that she's going to go and like stake out and preemptively go and try to at least... Oh, she wants to take out the train tracks, I think. And she finds out that you know, Kuvira's actual gambit is isn't like it's actually Kuvira is tra- is traveling the big giant spirit cannon on this big mech suit and a really huge freaking mech suit, and it it attacks Hora as oh one thing I want to say this show doesn't. So, usually Y7 shows are, they can't show people dying. I don't know how the heck Brian and Mike got away with stuff in Legend of Korra. Like, when Jet died, he, you don't, there's like a a 0.5% chance that he could come back, right? (laughs) But, like, in Legend of Korra, they're like, yeah, that person died. Like, that person died, died. We know that person died. So, Kavira has this, like, spear cannon, and she aims it at this, like, outpost. And then she just blows it up. And you see the people in it. But you don't see people being like,
0: oh, or anything like that. She just blows the crap up. They didn't die. They were uh, disintegrated. And uh, that's that's better somehow in the minds of television.
1: That is is true. You can't get shot in the head, but you can get completely, yeah. Vaporized. (laughs) Yeah, vaporax.
0: They were just reintegrated uh, in a happier place. They were reintegrated in heaven, and that's they didn't die. They,
1: you know, you could
0: you can get vaporaxes maybe in. one thing is it's
1: probably fine because kids will never have the chance to get their hands on on a, a, a Daffy you know, Duck caliber on a, on disintegration th- gun. Yeah, I guess just wait two hundred years and people will be fighting for their rights for people to have the, their hands on disintegration guns. Um, <laughs> so
0: it's gonna be like those damn moonraker lasers the, the, from the 007 the, games.
1: The Fallon Fathers wanted me to have this ray gun. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's this. There's this <laughs> key. Pillskit. You kit. say as you load your spirit <laughs> rifle with some kind of purple plasma shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's my> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> there's this a key. Pillskit, where they go back in time because they because they want to stop the Second Amendment from being like, like they would just want to like alter it a little bit to be what. Not to just pretty much give carte blanche to NRA and stuff. But like, they, so they go back in time. One thing they're like white people. They're, you know, Keen Pill does. Like, sometimes they dress as white people. That's one thing. You can't be a black person going back in time to the,
0: right, that's to the writing to of the declaration. <laughs> overturned.
1: Yeah. So they go there. <laughs> black and then,
0: people going back in time. You've already, That's a terrible premise for a movie. Nothing good is going to come out of this. <laughs>
1: Uh, they go there to the writing of Declaration of Independence and like one guy has his the time traveler has his gun and it's a it's a modern day gun. And he's like, No, you guys can't sign that. And then he takes the gun, he shoots the like the the Declaration of Independence or the the Constitution. He shoots the Constitution. And he's like, That's why you can't sign it. You see what these guns do? Like they're they're more than just muskets that with balls. Like these are heavy automated weapons. And they're like, "Oh my gosh!" The founding And then they're like, "Did you see that? Did you see the rate at which it fired?" Ham or someone, uh, hurry up, jot, jot it down. And they write it down, and like they like draw it and stuff. And then the guys like automatic weapons turn into like these laser guns because the <laughs> founding fathers
0: <laughs>
1: then were able to like expedite the technology of guns, and, like it didn't stop. And then, like, it just kept like looping itself to make grander and grander weapons. So
0: what, what was the payoff? What was the largest weapons they were holding before the? Oh, I forget. All <laughs> hell broke loose.
1: Yeah, I forgot. But you know, that's how King Pill does. Like, it just, it's just escalating. It's that's like... fantastic.
0: I would have. I was gonna say. I presume that eventually there's just like a nuclear explosion, and they just all.
1: Mm, that that could be it. One of my favorite King Pill skits is like, there's the one where. Where they're like getting ready for an MMA fight and <laughs> and and one guy's like, Yeah, I'm gonna beat him up. I'm gonna mercy hurt him and the other guy's like he's kinda like this like uh spiritual person. He's like, I will I will break him until his soul is no more. And the guy's like, Yeah, I'm gonna punch him. Wait, what did he say? He he's gonna break him so until... and then the guy keeps like, God's lessons are so beautiful. And I and his instruments. And I will show him. And then he's like, wait. He said, he said, what he's gonna do? And he's like he, like he knows like it's just a fight. We're just hyping up the fight, right? And then he's like, wait, you can't find him? He went missing? And then he shows up behind him and like puts him in a chokehold. And then this is the other one that I like where <laughs> where they're like in the press boxing press conference and one guy's like, Yeah, I'm gonna beat him up. And the guy's the guy's like, yeah, I'm gonna take him home and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna screw him in the ass. <laughs> like you talking like Mike Tyson. It's like what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna screw you in the ass. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you right. I'm gonna take you out to dinner. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss you. And I'm not gonna come on come on to you too hard, cause that's too hard. And then I'm gonna take him, I'm gonna screw you in the ass. And it's like, wait, what? You're gonna take me out to dinner? he's like, did he say he's gonna take me out to dinner? Yeah, I'm gonna take you out to dinner, a real good dinner. I'm gonna I'm gonna one day and then we're gonna go to we're gonna be dating, and then we're gonna get married, and then we're gonna be like that couple that like aren't annoying the other couples, but like we're really good and people know they're gonna be like, Yeah, him and him go really good together. And then I'm gonna take you home and then I'm gonna screw you in the ass so bad. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he's like he's so like what is he talking about and he's like and then one day you're gonna be we're gonna be married and we'll have kids and then you're gonna get into retirement and then you're gonna go back to work a little bit and i'm gonna support you and i'm gonna do everything for you and then one day you'll be on your deathbed and then and only then well i'll screw you in the yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's just like huh and then and then they like get each other's face like no, no i am gonna beat you know how fighters do in those yeah. press conferences and it's stuff. really weird and then, I can't get I yeah.
0: can't be okay with it
1: and then it's like three months later and they're like together as a couple <laughs> okay <laughs> talking with their friends about <laughs> about just like
0: how they met literature
1: or oh. stuff like that uh I don't know
0: this I know that everybody's favorite is the is the uh, what the urban substitute teacher, right? Okay. Oh it. yes, that's, that's great.
1: the okay. it,
0: It's amazing. A-, a. Ron. It's probably yes. their best work. But my personal favorite, just because I'm a fan of football, is the football all star game one because oh, you go my through, gosh. you go th- all you hear all the players' names and they're just outrageous <laughs> outrageous <laughs> yeah. names, just. Uh, Chris, you correct me if there's a better way to say it, but just out the most outrageous black people names that you could possibly contrive. And you just go through and you're just laughing at the names and you think that's it. And then the last player is John Smith from BYU. And I almost fucking have a heart attack every time I hear that.
1: <laughs> uh, I like the other football one where like the touchdown celebration and like he only gets like, he can't do more than two humps. before before he gets flagged and he's like "Mm, mm," and he's like
0: the ref was like out (laughs) like up close to him him. yeah oh that's Uh, great Uh, every time I hear uh, John Smith at the end of that because by the time I'm laughing so hard at the the names, at the other names and then all of a sudden you hear John Smith Mm -hmm. BYU yeah
1: uh, anyway, this episode. Sorry, I feel like I haven't got I haven't got this episode too much. Yet okay, because we're
0: gonna put a timestamp in this one. We will put a real believe... time stamp at twenty three minutes, okay, and nineteen um, seconds.
1: Uh, also, one thing I like about this episode: Prince Wu is uh, seeming more uh, leadership. Like, he comes up with a good plan. He talks to the people to evacuate them in a very calm manner. Uh, which shows he's really maturing, which I think is is good character wise because his decision at the end of this, you know, you probably could have, he, he's showing himself as a more capable and competent leader, but by the end, he, he's like, you know what, I think we should have democracy. Oh gosh, back to what? <laughs> no tangent. Chris, um,
0: we gotta go to bed at some point. That's true. <laughs> I was, on Prince it's, Wu, it's a little like, it's a little too stark of a turnaround. Like, we just got done with Remembrances, where he was still being pretty annoying. Not super annoying, mm-hmm. but pretty annoying. And then two episodes yeah. later, he's, like, leading an evacuation. But, I mean, whatever. It's it's a little stark.
1: I mean it's, it's a, I mean, it's just the evacuation. You know, it's not like he's like, oh, you know, I've now come up with yeah. this 12-step plan to get us back on, I don't know, uh, thing. That's fair. Um,
0: it's it's still just like a one like a good positive reaction. So but good for him. Yeah. Good for him.
1: Uh one thing I do like about this when they do the when they do the they do a little montage of him doing the evacuation, mm-hmm. and they do a little callback to like early episodes in book one. Like they, they show that hobo guy and like grab a friend and get to get out of the city. Get to the nearest evacuation spot. And the hobo grabs this policeman who's about to like capture him yeah. because he's frying a fish near the <laughs> pond. It's the same hobo that like Cora fried fish with uh, fire banana fish with. Um, and it also shows that um I think his name is. It makes me who... think
0: of the hobo in Batman Begins with the coat. oh uh, it's a nice coat. Nice coat. This is this is a
1: nice coat. It's a great coat. <laughs> They're gonna be looking for me. Who? everyone. Everyone. Oh, okay, it's a nice, coat. nice coat cool. Nice cool. And then I do, I do think that I'm not sure if I like that line. You know, because when when he gets Falcone, right, and then the is like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm oh, Batman." Head butts him, and then and Falcon and then he looks up at the hallway. He's like, nice coat. And he leaves. I guess I'm fine with it. that's Chris Nolan doing a little bit of con. That,
0: uh, just a coincidence. That is, uh, I but. love it just because it's that. Stupid. Oh, yeah. It's not necessary. It doesn't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. It just
1: it, it, it's goofy show yeah. uh, oh, nice and stuff. Oh, then time. we also see. Um, I believe his name is Tano. Is it mm-hmm. Tano? The um, the wolf bats.
0: Um, I mean Tano uh, sounds uh, right, but uh, my, I can't remember. Bending
1: day, no. that the leader of the wolf bats, bending pro banding guy. Uh, so, last little callbacks, callbacks uh, to book one, uh, which feels like such a long time ago. Anywho, um, you know, so Prince Wu does that, and he does it uh, fairly well. Calms the city down. Uh, team Avatar goes and tries to intercept Kuvira and she knocks him out. She kills like some people, and she takes out like a mountainside. And Horus pretty much like, "Holy crap! Like this is." How are we going to deal with this? Um, There was something. There was Gambit. Oh, we had a conversation last time that I don't know if we would call it a a gambit. Oh,
0: the... Because I literally didn't know what a gambit was.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh,
0: and then, dang it,
1: Sean, it was a good conversation. Made me seem a little bit smart because I came up with the definition of it and I looked it up and I was right. But now the definition of Gambit is like a chance you take. It's a, like, you're, like your like your final your
0: big chance, like you're kind of all your chips in. I think mm-hmm. is the way you described yeah. it initially, and that turned out to be a pretty accurate description.
1: Yes. Um. <clears throat> yeah, man. Oh, one scene I really like is when they first introduced Kuvira's mech suit. It's done in like this really like kind of found footagey kind of kind of directing, right? Because it's kind of through the lens of the um people on the outpost and like it starts at the ground level and it's just this huge freaking mech suit which I, I mean i like the mech suit the giant mech i think it works some people don't like it and i kind of get why people don't like it. it's kind of a another leap i guess um we, in you know, we
0: talked, when we talked before and i'm not going to try to rehash the whole conversation but just to you know stick to my original point it's not my favorite just because i feel like there's a more intelligent, oh, weapon. yes.
1: I remember our conversation yeah, around that. Like, minute. I would still just uh, rather
0: have a really big, all terrain tank of some yeah, sort. Yeah, you're of that. saying that you would rather have the spirit mm-hmm. cannon like mounted on like a
1: an eight legged type of deal? Yeah, just anything, that?
0: Okay. That, uh, yeah, something similar to that. Just the idea of like there's there could be a better like the sheer height of it is, is intimidating, but functionally. But that, yeah. like that, like at a nitpicky level, because we're nerds. Yeah. So I like mech suits. Like <laughs> I'm pro mech. I, suit. I like the
1: mech suit. Um, I like its design. I like that they didn't give it like a head, mm-hmm. because that would kind of yeah, because it doesn't need a uh, head. It needs a yeah, it doesn't it, need a head. Needs
0: a dome, a center, I guess, like a command yeah. central.
1: Um, I think I like it because it can war. It's it's built to defend the cannon. Like the cannon isn't stationary. <clears throat> um,
0: so I think I like it. I think it, it works for me. Yep, um, I'm fine enough with it. Like it wouldn't be my first choice, but it's not like it's that far down my list. Yeah.
1: Um, I am really interested to see what weapon of like this to me is the weapon of mass destruction. And I'm really curious, what the heck is considered a weapon of mass destruction in, in ancient the ancient era? era. Yeah, because, like, what? what?
0: The, I've stayed awake like thinking that. about that, Chris, and I got nothing. I, It's got to like, be something spiritual, though. Yeah, of
1: course. It would have to be, like, maybe. Hmm.
0: I think they've got, like, a spirit on their side or something. Like, it's going to be, like, a weird culty, like, the spirit's going to help us take oh. over. I.
1: Yeah, I mean it must be a spirit that we're not used to, because Tuan Lee probably would have already been turtles at this, not turtles. Uh, well, if you goat, think about like the spirit world too, like it's
0: sort of infinite possibilities of what it could be mm-hmm. in terms of being a spirit that you know. Yeah. So it's like I mean, it could be way a line to go for new content anyway.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, because you know we were introduced to new spirits in the Kiyoshi novels, like mm-hmm. Father Glowworm is a new spirit um the uh, uh you know and he went toe-toe with with quark like that is like quarks really main villain you're kind of surprised it's not cold the face Stealer. um the final glow warm was the one that he fought i don't know how long it was i think it was like at least a couple of days i think it might be yeah. even more than that it was a very intense uh intense prolonged fight so, I'll be really excited to see mm-hmm. what new spirit they come up with.
0: Agreed. I've literally laid awake thinking about it. But, <laughs> yeah, no, the. And the... if it's. And, and it take... would have
1: to be a spirit.
0: There's no way it couldn't be a spirit. Because,
1: like, technology in ancient time would be way. Like, there was. Pre metal been... benders.
0: What are you going to fabricate that is. Like, are you going to, like, it... get the swamp benders to, like, physically move the swamp and have, like, I a mean, it would, it a would have Ivy to be... take over?
1: I mean, it would have to be pre, just pre locomotive pre steam engine type of stuff, because that that would have probably just him around. We talking,
0: yeah, we are talking boats being bent by water benders, I think right, like yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it has to be. Uh, but then, like so to your point, what you are getting at here is it's not the mech suit is not the weapon of mass destruction. The mech suit is just a like transport and mm. defend the yeah. spirit cannon itself the rest of the mech suit just metal benders moving moving stuff
1: yeah yeah skuvira she's using the the metal um which is why she she one of the reasons why she invaded Well, um well I guess it was just an added benefit uh, she, she got the meteorites from from uh, Yin, which are more kind of malleable than metal is so probably was the best like controller like imagine like those balls in a mouse right those went back in the day when mouse had balls in them you remember people would take them out and they would get
0: lost (laughs) you take them out and you get mad at you and they roll across the floor yeah yeah
1: um anyway uh oh so Kavira attacks republic city she like lays waste to like all these ships and stuff and they have to surrender um and yeah, President raiko I mean I guess he does the right thing. I mean, what he whatever. <laughs> um He's dead so anyway. things. Yeah. Uh Julie and Varric, I believe this is the episode they reunite. It was a really uh-huh. nice little moment. And uh <laughs> Varric uh he he kinda of just accepts her back, but she yells at him because she's like, No, I'm like you gotta treat me like an eagle. And uh and uh, oh, just a nice little moment between them the, two. I feel like I had more to elaborate on the last time. but
0: Well, I think it's the idea that we don't get the payoff here, right? Like, she yells at him, but there's not mm, like really satisfying yeah. ending. And so I remember the first time I watching this being a little heartbroken. I was like, Varric, you monster. But then with oh, okay. the, the payoff coming mm. next episode, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I remember feeling it because yes. I'm a big Varric guy, right? And so the first time I saw it, I was like, this is hard to watch. How could you?
1: Yep. Um, so, they're like, hey, what the heck do we do? So, Cora comes up with this plan that he's going kidnap Batar Jr. because Batar Jr. created the whole thing, and he would have a, a, uh, a good idea of how to stop it. So, they do some uh, really good stealth type of stuff. And I do want to bring up, like, in my you know ongoing Kora versus Aang debate, or at least me taking Kora side for uh, for the most part on, on things, Kora is trained in like different arts. She's trained in the art of stealth. Like she's doing these like signals and stuff. Like she's been. I am uh, very sure that she's been trained in pretty much every aspect of of fighting and probably ninjutsu. Even uh, you no, know, they should have. They don't have ninjas in this
0: show. That's actually an interesting thought. They also don't have samurais. They need. Huh. They need ninjas. This show needs ninjas. But uh, the show know, does. Blue need Spirit kind of has samurai or
1: Uh no, those aren't samurais. But he is a nin. To me, he's a ninja.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, they tried. Like they someone some more. more there's
1: there's no like. There's no like uh who you know what they really oh they have the Daily. <laughs>
0: I was, oh, I was gonna yeah. say what they need.
1: Uh, I was gonna say what they need is it's a secret, <laughs> a secret group that's secretly you know how so like you know the DC universe uh, it's the League of Shadows, right? It's like the secret co op group that is like trying to rule the world in the shadows, and there's like just a group of ninjas, like. And then I started thinking about like, oh wait, that's the Daily, yeah.
0: But that's close but also
1: it. the Daily though is, I kind of need one that's like.
0: You just more... want one that's more ninja. That's all.
1: Probably. <laughs> but I guess the opposite. Uh, I guess the opposite of the White Lotus, but not the Red Lotus. Uh, the Red Lotus is all about like chaos. They're, too chaos, They're chaos. big. Chaos.
0: Yeah, that's that's not a League yeah, of Shadows. While, yeah, while like Chris, while, like, what this if, group. What if the White Lotus we, is the League of Shadows that you're looking for? I guess.
1: Although, to me, they seem too hand-offish. Like, they seem
0: like they, well, seem like they're, they're, they are mostly
1: us, yeah, they seem like they're mostly about about sharing culture mm-hmm. and ideals together in a very harmonious way. That's While the League of want. Shadows is like That's what they want us League to of Shadows is oh, okay. like the League of Shadows to me is like no, we don't share anything. We have one head and this person is trying to control the world on the underneath and we're also League of Assassins and that's how we fund our activity and things like that. Um, I guess this group, hmm, what name what, what would be a good name for this group? I guess the... So you have the Red Lotus, so you have the White Lotus. This would be the
0: Black... Hmm... I really just thought you were gonna say the Black Lotus, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too redundant.
1: Uh, that's too uh, the, strong. The black,
0: that's too strong." Yeah,
1: uh, probably after some animal that that is. I can't think of an animal that's hybrid animal. That's uh hybrid. I mean, there's Leak of Shadows, the Hand, the Shadows, the.
0: Well, Chris Zoufu is like Wakanda, so they're the Black Panthers. Wait, no, that would be the opposite. Oh, that's, nah, that's the wrong group. Never mind. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> the group of Black Panthers. That's um,
0: That's the reverse of what we're after. Um.
1: Anyway, I wouldn't mind if someone developed that story in the future of a of a Secret League trying to control the different inner workings of the world on the shadows.
0: Us you know. out. We want more ninjas. Mm-hmm. It's very simple.
1: Uh that's funny. I feel like every every universe sort of has a group. So like DC has League of Shadows. Marvel has this group called the Hand. And then the Ninja Turtles has the foot, the Foot Clan, right? Like Which case, so gosh, all, that's I feel like a real question. I feel like there needs to be one. I feel like if you put them all together, it creates a, a whole body of people, right? Because you got the foot, you got the hand. And then the League of Shadows is led by Razo Ghul, which means the demon's head. Oh, I was thinking um, they could so just be the, the shadow,
0: right? That's not part of the body, but it's, it's associated. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. No, but I mean, uh, I like what you said better. So if you got hand, feet, I guess that's really all you need. I would like, like my hand, people feet, to be the stomach, you know? Mm. And we would that's like. the to... heart.
1: Mm. You know, I think the heart would be more indicative because it's kind of the center holding things
0: right but i just want my group to be really focused on our next meal mm, yeah always about sharing the food
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna take all of gotham's food and then we're gonna <laughs> let other people have it it's gonna be delicious um
1: anyway so they stealthily uh ninja in a ninja fashion getting avatar jr and and pretty much uh Korra threatens him. Well, no. First, Su Yin tries. Actually, first, no. First, Korra threatens him. She threatens him by like, trying to go in the Avatar state and stuff. Then and she's and he's like, "I know it would be threat. Like you're not doing anything." One well, thing, Korra's super strong. Well, she does in the Avatar state, but I'm pretty sure she can lift him with one hand. Anyway, by herself. So, I guess, she, yeah. I get no mm-hmm. heat from Avatar. She's fine. One hand. Of course, able to lift Tenzin and all three of his kids pretty easily. Can she? I don't know if she's strong. With One hand. Can she curl?
0: This is know. probably the meanest thing I'll say all day. But I assume that Tenzin's very light because they're vegans, right? So they. <laughs> no, nah, he's like sits too, and he looks pretty thick when he takes. He his- like he's not
1: skinny. Like mm. I'm giving him two hundred pounds at least. All right, fine. Like he has that scene with the shirt off. He's not a skinny dude. I don't
0: know. I don't know where he's getting his protein from. I don't either. I... But <laughs> not foods that I enjoy. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> the so then
1: one thing I do like, Suyin really tries to talk to Batar uh, Junior, and um, I think it's a really good scene. And I like these scenes in Legend of Korra where, mm-hmm. with these, you know, I've talked about before, these family issues and everything. Um, and then Korra's like, you know, screw it. Like, I'm going to make it my job to keep you from keep you from Kuvira. Like, I don't care. You know, I'll I'll go my whole life keeping you from her. And he finally came in, he calls Kuvira. And he's like, listen, you know, we got the whole world. We got Zao food. We don't need Republic City. And watches while they're talking... Kuvira's locking in on on his signal, on his location, and she figures out where he's at. And uh, I do think Kuvira... I do think Kuvira is sincere in her feelings for Batar Jr. I don't think she's using him. I mean, it's it's kind of a win-win situation Mm -hmm. for her. Um, But I don't think she... I think she does actually care for him. Because when she, you know, says goodbye to him and stuff, like, she does... Seem sincere. She she doesn't do any smirk like. hmm, Little do you know, I'm actually. She's chilly. no
0: longer being a um, ninja for the sake of achieving a mission. She's trying to have a legit conversation. I buy it.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um. Even so, she walks on onto the location. It's funny. She actually asks, "Is the avatar with you?" Because she is kind of uh, now. She is just wants to know information. And as she has that information, she knows all right, I, I could take the shot, um, and I could pretty much get rid of the the only obstacle in my way. Um Yeah, you know, but you no, know, she does seem she she actually does she actually tries to hold back these tears when she's talking to she's not necessarily trying to hold back. T- I feel like she's trying to hold back tears. Like sometimes when I start crying about something, um, like when i was growing up. Yeah, that makes it sound like I <laughs> that. That makes it sound like I was trying to say I don't cry now. Um, you heartless bastard. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like when I was growing up, you know, If you just close your eyes, like I'll also do this rapid blinking thing, where I just rapidly blink my eyes. If I rapidly blink my eyes, that rubs the tears away. But
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're trying to like bottle <laughs> up your pain. Like, listen, I know life's hard, but if you just blink really fast like this, <laughs> okay. it's not so bad anymore.
1: <laughs> when life gets hard, just blink your eyes really fast. Um, anyway, Cuvera shoots down, and then you kind of look for this cliffhanger of like, oh, no, did they make it or not? And you're like, well, of course they made it. And uh, that is essentially the episode. She shoots down that little location uh, that they're in, and you're not sure what happened to them. Uh, but yeah.
0: Um, so, Chris, we already did these ratings, and I think when we look at these ratings... We're going to say, like, eh, but you know what? I left him. Uh, you know, stick with your original gut instinct like you're taking a quiz. We're just going to roll with it. All right. Seven and
1: a half on audio visual. I don't think much happened. I think I like the ninja stuff on this. Uh, yeah, so seven and a half. Story gave in a. Oh, man, I knew it. And I'm just off of them. <laughs> I'm consistent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the stuff with Kuvira and Batar Jr. Um, like some of the story elements. Um, there was something else in the beginning that I really liked. Um, anyway, I can't remember. Will, 8 out of 10 on the story. That may be pretty sure. No? Okay. Mm, not Ryko. Um, memorable, a 7. Uh, this is, this is very in-between. Like, I feel like this is, uh, I mean, it's a good in-between episode, but I feel like, you know, things start hitting the fan, and then that's couple episodes That's fair. In, the, in the finale of it. So 7.7 7 out of 10. I think I probably like this episode more than the score indicates. Um feels good. It's just, uh, you know, I just look at it objectively when, when we break it down like this.
0: Fair so. enough. Uh, audio visual eight and a half. I uh, like seeing the Big Mac come around the corner. Very, sketchy, mm, very scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember that it's been too long. That I don't remember what music I was thinking specifically, but I even felt like there was some specific score in this one that I really enjoyed. Uh, but you know, there's also a the little little drag time in there. So eight and a half. Story, eight and a half. Um I do love that uh I love the capturing of batar at the end. Um and it's funny, you know, it's Kubera's gambit, but this also kind of core's gambit. It's like we're gonna like this is our, this is our, yeah. our bartering. That's in.
1: what I meant to say. Yeah. I think that was supposed to really be called chorus gambit. Cause I really, I think by the end there, it really is chorus gambit. She's yeah. taking this big risk at the end there.
0: K Gambit versus K Gambit. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and then again, again, it, there's a little bit of some, some kind of drag time in here, but overall it's a good story. And then memorable, uh, if I had to knock one down, I'd probably knock this one down because the memorable really is is wrapped into the mech, uh, right? But uh, that's fine. Eight and a half, good place for it, which naturally means my score is in eight and a half, and that puts us together at an eight point one. And I feel like I feel like that's a good place for this for this episode. Like we're far apart, but the end result feels close-ish to me, so that's fine. Uh, Chris, final thoughts on Kabir's Gambit. Uh final thoughts
1: um not any final thoughts.
0: It was good It was decent 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 episode um I would say my final thoughts are that we are going to do twelve and thirteen, not together in one recording, but we are going to do them back to back so what, hopefully that's you know next week if there's no news or anything, or maybe it's not, but whenever we do twelve and thirteen, they will be back to back at a minimum. Uh, they do not belong to be in the same episode, but they do not deserve to be too far or separated, if that makes sense. And
1: we, when and of course, again, this is not even though we're finishing up the, the series, uh, this is not nowhere near the end of Avatar: The Last Podcasters. Uh, if you have any recommendations for future episodes, like you know, like our last episode was a recommendation, from Theo. Um, you know, we uh, are are uh, willing to to. Do a couple of other things. Uh, man, I have a laundry list of still ideas to go through. And, you know, I, I want to get a, a guest uh, for our or Not puns and ships. Uh, well, that's what we got last one. The, the ships episode. So we got to do one for Legend of Korra coming up some point soon. Uh, so that should be fun. Look forward to that coming out in whatever next couple of months. We also it's are like going to have <laughs> to. We're also, you know, we have all the data. Uh, we'll be able to rank every episode of The Legend of Korra and, uh, and the individual seasons, and we'll be able to definitively say which is the best show on a ranking scale. So that will be fun.
0: We will definitively say which we critically scored as the better show, and then you'll listen to Sean explain why he just likes watching Avatar better because he doesn't like things that feel more sci-fi.
1: People do still complain uh, about mm-hmm. – like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I still get comments from our ranking of every episode list. And uh, people are like, why saw guys at the beach so low? And I'm like, that was Sean. The beach is great. I love the beach.
0: The beach is trash, and I don't want that. Oh, man. I love the beach
1: so if much. <laughs> more and more that uh, – If you're
0: listening right now and you're not watching, I'm making like threatening eyeball finger gestures at the camera. I don't want that in my life. Delaney, I don't want to hear it from you either. Trash episode. It's a great episode. No, just, no, no, stop it. I don't want to see Azula doing regular kid stuff. That's weird. That's the beauty of it. She's trying to
1: to flirt with a guy. (laughs) It goes so horribly wrong. I just,
0: that that whole episode just feels like eighth grade and not in a good way. I'm not buying it. Get out of here, beach fans! I'm just kidding. Don't get. I still love you, but I'm not changing my stance. I'm not going to tell you that you all have to agree with my stance, but I'm not changing my stance. The our founding fathers wanted me to hate the beach, Chris. I have, it's my right. To hate the beach. Okay. Thanks for watching. That's probably the weirdest episode we've ever <laughs> recorded. There's at least 10 minutes on Key and Peel and 10 minutes on America being a top 10 country. <laughs> top 10. Definitely getting a, uh, a timestamp. But hey, if you didn't get super turned off by this episode, come back next week. Uh, let us know your feelings, thoughts in the comments, or as Chris said, suggestions for those post-Cora ideas. We're always looking for those and appreciate it. Um, I'm Sean. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. This has been Legend of Korrid book Four, Balance Chapter 11, Kabir's Gambit. Thanks a bunch for watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I expect a uh, slightly higher quality beatbox uh, Whenever you're ready, take a look. Uh, oh, I put him on the spot now. It's embarrassing. I know. Just... <laughs> 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 Welcome to karaoke with Chris and Sean. Up oh, it's over.